Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of our Blimey Cast. In this episode, I give you another speaking practice that is your time to practice all the abilities and skills you have improved along the time, right? I will give you, I will feed you with advanced vocabulary and expressions and then later on in the class I will ask you questions and you have time to think and answer them all. So without further ado, let's get started. You are listening to Blimey Cast. For more information, check my Instagram profile, Blimey. Hello again and welcome back to Blimey English. Today we are going to make another speaking practice class. As you know, I'm going to give you some related vocabulary and some advanced words first and then we'll move to the questions, right? I will be approaching here questions from part one, two and three. So if you're looking for a way or a form to practice your speaking abilities, that is the perfect video for you. Let's go see them. Let's start, as always, with the related vocabulary, right? And in this class, we are going to talk about free time. That would be the general topic of it, right? So the first related vocabulary I've got to you is this one, amusement, amusement. So amusement is the feeling of being entertained or something made to laugh, right? You can go to an amusement park, for example. An amusement park is a park that features various attractions you can enjoy, right? And let me give you another example here. You know that I am a huge fan of Game of Thrones, right? So I don't know if you will be able to remember, but remember King Joffrey, Cersei's son? So that was one of his parties. I couldn't remember whether it was his name's day party or his wedding party. But he said that this party is for amusement. That's what, that was what he said in that occasion. So amusement is that, something that is intended to entertain, right? I will give you some more examples. Example one, she looked at him with amusement. Example two, I looked on in amusement as they started to argue. So, to look on means to watch something without getting involved. So, in that phrase, I looked on in amusement as they started to argue. Let's say that I'm here and there are some people there and they start to argue. And I'm like, see? I'm watching it without getting involved, right? That's the, the meaning, the general idea of it. Let's go see the next one. Leisure. Leisure. Leisure is the time when you're not working or doing other duties. It's a free time, right? But you need to pay attention to this one because leisure is the British pronunciation. American pronunciation would be leisure. Leisure. So you need to be careful with that one because depending on the context you're using it, you will want to use one or other. I mean, depending on your accent, you will 
be more likely to use one over the other, right? Because I told you this some of my in some of my videos, and you can have any accent, right? In fact, th there's no such thing as I don't have accent. Every one of us has got an accent, right? But the thing is, you can choose either British accent or American accent. But the thing is, it's not good for you to mix them during your test because you will fail in consistency. You will lack consistency and that's a problem for you, okay? So I will give you some examples here. Example one, most people only have a limited amount of leisure time. And example two, the town lacks leisure facilities. So if something lacks something else, it means that that thing is missing or you don't have it when you should or when you could, right? So if the town lacks leisure facilities, the town doesn't have leisure facilities, but should, right? Or it could have, okay? The next expression we've got here is this one, at leisure, at your leisure. This means when you want to, and when you have time to. That's the, the meaning of it. This means to do something when you feel you should, right? When you feel you're able to, okay? Let me give you some examples here. The first one is, study the documents at your leisure, meaning study the documents when you want, right? And the second one, here's the book I told you, you can give it back to me at your leisure. You can give it back to me when you want, right? When you feel you should give it back to me, okay? Then we have another one. Be at peace with the world or to be at peace with the world. This means to be feeling calm and happy because you're satisfied with your life. This is such a great feeling, isn't it? This is such a great um, place to be in when you feel in peace with the world, right? This is good. So then you can say that you are at peace with the world. Maybe your career is at the place you wanted. Maybe you're getting there. Maybe you are working hard on it and you are liking. That's the thing, right? I will give you some examples about this one. Example one. Now that I found out what I want to study, I'm at peace with the world. Now that I find out what I want to study, I am at peace with the world. I am happy. I am satisfied with it. Okay? And the second example would be, you will be at peace with the world when you find your place. Meaning, when you find your place, it can be your place to live in or your place uh, in the world, right? With the group of people you like to interact to. So you will be at peace with the world. You will be satisfied with that. Okay? Let's go see the next one. The next related vocabulary is this one here. Leitmotiv. Leitmotiv. So leitmotiv is a phrase or other feature that is repeated often in a work of art, literature, or music, and that tells you something important about it. 
I will repeat that for you. Leitmotiv is a phrase of or the feature that is repeated often in a work of art, literature or music and that tells you something important about it. When I say or a phrase or other feature, it could be a phrase, an expression or just a word, right? It's something that summarizes the main idea of something else, right? I will give you some examples here. The first example is Death and renewal are light motifs running through the whole novel story. It means that death and renewal are the main topics, the main subjects approached in the novel story, right? That's the meaning of it. If something is the main topic, the main subject, the main matter of something, that is likely to be the light motif, right? Another example would be Interpersonal communication is the leitmotif of his book. Interpersonal communication is the leitmotif of his book. It means that is the main thing he talks about in the book, right? That would be the main idea of what he talks about in the book, right? Okay, let's go see another one. To be fond of. To be fond of. So... To be fond of something means to like something or someone very much. It's a synonym for to be into. If you are into something, you can also say that you are fond of that thing. Right? It's just another way to refer to things that you like. I made a video, another full video, about repetitiveness and how it is bad for your IELTS test and furthermore, how you can solve that problem. Because if you sound too repetitive, you're likely to get marked down, right? So in place of saying, in this example here, I like this, I like that thing very much, I like this very much. You see, you can use other expressions like this one, to be fond of or to be into something, right? That is another way to say the same thing. And I will leave the, the card here for the video I made about repetitiveness. You should definitely look at that one. Or if you cannot watch, if you don't have time for watching videos on YouTube or even on Instagram, because I also post those ones on the IGTV, you can listen to the Blimey cast. Yes, my podcast in which I talk about the things I talk during those four videos. Right? But back to the work here. To be fond of, I will give you some examples, right? The first one is, I'm really fond of this book. My grandfather gave it to me. See? That means that I like this book very much because I have a special relation with it. Another example is, my brother is fond of pointing out my mistakes. That means that my brother likes to point out my mistakes. If you point something out, you are indicating, you are calling or attracting attention to that, right? So in that case, my brother is fond of pointing out my mistakes. My brother likes to call attention, likes to attract attention to my mistakes, make them noticeable for people, right? Let's go see another related vocabulary. To be big on something. To be big on something 
also means that you like something very much, that you are very interested in something. See what I'm doing here? I'm giving you alternative expressions to use in the case of I like to, I like very much, oh, I like, I've always liked. See? Alternative expressions that you can use during your test and not sound repetitive or have a more advanced vocabulary, okay? So, to be big on something also means to like something very much. And I'll give you some examples here. The first example is, I'm not very big on pop music. That means, I don't really like pop music. See? If you are big on something, you like that thing. The second example is, he's really big on horror films. That means, he really likes horror films, right? Let's go see another one. And this one is also another synonym for to like something, another way to say, another form to say, another sort to say that you like something, to go a bundle on something. Oops, it's missing here. Let me put here. Yes, to go. To go a bundle on something. This means to like something very much, but usually, habitually, we use this one in the negative form. When you don't really like something, like this, check this examples here. I don't go a bundle on his taste in clothes. I don't go a bundle on his taste in clothes. Maybe because it's too flamboyant. Maybe it's because it is too uh, colorful or not classic. So when you don't like something, you can say, you not you don't go a bundle on that. The next example is I don't go a bundle on pork, pork meat, do you? It means I don't really like pork meat. I don't really like pork, do you? So pork is the expression, the word we use to refer to a pig's meat, right? So that is what we would say to refer to that specific type of meat. Right? Because if you want to talk about, for example, cattle meat, we're going to say beef. That means meat from um, cow, for example. Okay? Let's go see another related vocabulary. Predilection. Predilection. And predilection means a strong liking or preference. Right? That when you really like something that you even prefer that to something else or over something else, right? And I will give you some examples here. The first one, she's always had a predilection for spicy food. She's always had a predilection for spicy food. Let's take a pause so I can explain you this here. She's. In this case here, let me open a uh, some brackets here. In this case here, it doesn't mean she is always had a predilection for spicy food. In this case here, it means she has always had a predilection for spicy food. But we can make the contraction here, right, between she plus has and make simply she is. Right? So she's always had, meaning she has always had, she's always had a predilection for spicy food. 
Okay. The second example would be, you clearly have a predilection for hardback books. So hardback books, as you know, if you don't know, uh, there are some videos where I talked about that expression. A hardback book would be a book which the cover uh, is rigid, is solid. It doesn't bend, right? It's, uh, I've got one here. It's a book like this one here. See, it's rigid. The cover doesn't bend, right? It's a solid material, right? Okay, let's go see now some advanced words. And the first advanced word I've got to you is this, pastime, pastime. So pastime is an activity that is done for enjoyment, right? If you like to do something during your leisure time, it's likely that that is your pastime, right? For example, let's see some examples here. Hockey is Canada's national pastime. That means it's something that basically everyone, because it's the national pastime, everyone likes to do it, right? Another one would be my favorite pastime is playing video games. See, that's what I like to do during my leisure time. So it is my pastime. Okay, let's go see another advanced word here. And this word is troublesome. Troublesome. The, the spelling, it might be a bit tricky for some speakers, right? From some countries. So it's not tr, troublesome, it's tr, troublesome, right? Troublesome means something causing a lot of problems for someone, right? And I'll give you two examples here. Example one, he's a troublesome lad. Lad is a British word for a boy, right? He's a troublesome lad. He's a troublesome boy. Then we have the second example. When we lived there, we had a troublesome neighbor. When we lived there, we had a troublesome neighbor. And speaking about this word here, neighbor, that would be the Canadian or the British spelling, right? Because American spelling would be this without that U, right? But just for you to know, let's go see the next advanced word. Tiresome. Tiresome. So tiresome is something annoying and making you lose patience. Something tiring, annoying or boring. I'll give you some examples. I find it very tiresome doing the same job day after day. I find it annoying. If you find something tiresome, if you find something annoying, you think or you acknowledge or you recognize that thing as being annoying or troublesome or tiresome. See, I find. That is another use of the word find. Okay? The example number two. He has the tiresome habit of finishing your sentences for you. Right? Let's go see the next advanced word. Tasteless. Tasteless. Tasteless means something ugly or without style. And I'll give you two examples. Oh, that restaurant is tasteless. Let's go to another one. Meaning that restaurant is 
it doesn't have style. Let's go to another one. It's not that fancy. Let's go to another one, right? And example number two, look at that yellow suit. Totally tasteless. Can you imagine a yellow suit? For some people, this is arguable. For some people, that would be tasteless, right? Let's take a look at the next advanced word, quaint. Quaint. And this word's got two meanings, right? The first meaning is attractive because of being unusual and specially old-fashioned. And the second meaning, quaint, can also be used to show that you don't approve of something, especially an opinion, belief, or way of behaving, because it is strange or old-fashioned. See, so we've got two meanings here, and I'm going to give you examples for both of them. So examples for the first meaning. Whoa, what a quaint house. It means like, whoa, what an unusual house, right? The second one, the gardens were majestic and quaint. Meaning the gardens were majestic, impressive, and quaint, unusual, old fashioned, right? Then examples for the first for the second meaning, what a quaint idea, she said, laughing at him. What a quaint idea, meaning, what a crazy idea. I don't agree with that, right? And the second one, what sort of quaint plan was that? Meaning, what sort of plan was that? I don't definitely agree with that one. Okay, now it's time for us to see and to face the questions. So again, I'm going to give you questions here so you can answer them and practice your speaking abilities, your speaking skills. You don't really need to use those words and expressions I gave to you here. I just gave them to you in seeking to improve your vocabulary as a long-term project, right? So you eventually be able to remember them and use them in your test and in your life, right? But if you want, if you're up to using those words right now, you can try, okay? So I will ask you questions and I will also give you some time to think about them, right? I will not give you my feedback here because Simply, I can't, I'm not listening to you, right? But again, it's a good time, it's a good opportunity for you to try and give your answers. And you can even go back later and listen to the questions again and present new answers to improve your way of answering each time. Okay, let's go see part one questions. And the first one is, as I told you, I will give you some time to answer the question, right? The first one is, do you like science? And what subject in science have you studied or would like to study?
And how do you study that? Or how would you study that if you could? And what's the most difficult part of studying science, you think? Mm -hmm. And how could that type of science help you in your life? Okay, thank you. That's the end of part one. Okay, now we are going to part two question. And as you know, part two question um, is also called the long turn, right? You Because here you need to talk for up to two minutes. But first, I will give you some time to prepare. You will have one minute to take your notes and prepare. Then I will require you to stop taking your notes and start talking for up to two minutes. I will tell you when to stop, okay? Let me get my stopwatch here so I can keep track of the time. Okay, we're ready. Are you ready? So, okay, I will read the question for you. Describe a subject you used to dislike, but now you have interest in. You should say what the subject is why you disliked it, what you are interested in now, and explain why you became interested in it. You have one minute to prepare and take your notes, starting now. All right, time's up. You can please stop taking a note and you can start talking when you're ready.
Thank you. You may stop. That's the end of those two minutes. Well done. <laughs> How was it? Stressful? Tell me. I want to know what you think about this part, right? Okay, now we're going to see some further questions about this topic, right? Those would be part three questions. I will also give you time to answer. Let's see the first one. So, do you think it is important to have hobbies? Mm-hmm. And can a hobby become a business? Mm-hmm. And in your opinion, people had more free time in the past than they have now.
Mm-hmm. And do you think people should have more time and work less? Mm-hmm. And in your opinion, what are the advantages and disadvantages of having free time? Okay, thank you. And that's the end of part three. And that's the end of the test. How was it? Was it hard? Was it easy? Tell me. I want to know what you think about this. Right. So this was another speaking practice video. I'm thinking about start making those ones live. What do you think? You just tell me and we see what I can do. Right, this is time for me to go now, and I see you in the next videos. Cheers! Thanks for listening. For more content, check my Instagram profile, fly me.